This is the G220 Effect. We're here back again, spitting Jesus on wax, on tracks. Nah, you know what I mean. But we're here to give you the word that God has given us through the Holy Spirit. Because we know we believe in the Holy Spirit to this day. <laughs> My husband was really excited to say to this day. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody watch sports or know anything about to this day, they, they know it came from an athlete. So I just wanted to say it, you know, because it sound good. And it sound good that we represent Christ to this day and this day farther on. Amen. So let's go. Yes, I'm Denai. I'm Steve. Yes, we're bringing you the G220 effect. We're excited for another day to get in the word. So as always, we invite you to get your word out because we're going to be diving into the word. We are so excited about this topic we're going to talk about today because we feel like it's just one of those that when you begin to understand it, it's it's a good start to what salvation really means. So get your word out, get your highlighter out. Let's get ready to get in the word so that we can study more and as usual we're so excited to share but we we encourage you to also be learning with us so study whatever you learn feel free to send us a message we are on every platform you can think of yeah <laughs> check us out but, on soundcloud check us out on itunes check us out on uh, uh what else so we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Send us a message somehow. If you put in G220EFFECT, G220 Effect, you will find us and send us a message. Tell us what you learned. Tell us the perspective the Holy yeah. Spirit has been showing you. Because this is all about us rightly dividing the word of truth together. Yeah. So today, what are we talking about, Steve? Hey, we here once again giving you topics that can reach your heart and that you can learn and grow from. So today we're diving in to something I feel like it's really, really big and, and big in our environment as believers. And it's big in, in, in our life. It's something that we do. And so we're here today with the word repentance. Yes. When you, so I'm going to ask right now and give you a moment to think. So when you hear the word repentance, what do you think about? Do you think about, oh, it means that I say sorry about something that I did yeah. and I feel uh, remorse over something that I did? Or is it a whole different meaning that you have and understanding that you have? Of course, we're going to get the Bible's definition of it. But just think about that for a second. What does repentance mean to you? And what do you think about when you think of the word repentance? Because this word is in the Bible a lot. Yes, it is. And so when I grew up, the word repentance to me mean to be sorry, to uh, to um, to I've done some wrong. And so I'm sorry about it. And so. Um, the only way I could do is say, I'm sorry. You know, I, I, I give it to you, you know, stuff like that. And so yeah, for me also, it was always uh, associated with remorse. Like, OK, you got to repent. You got to repent. You did something wrong. Repent, repent, repent. OK, so it, to me, it just meant like, Lord, I just and then I'll repeat that prayer. Lord, I repent of what I did. But it just stay there after I repented with what I did. And you know what's funny about it? You know, I, re- I had repented so many times then to the point where I was like, God, ain't gonna forgive me no more. <laughs> you know, I started condemning myself on repenting. Like, you know what? Suck it up. You did it. Okay, stay with it. You know, and, and, and that's what happens, you know, when you, when you make it a law to repent. You know, you start to say, well, I'm not gonna get it right. You know what? I'm never gonna get it right. And you start to feel that way. You start to allow the enemy to creep in and say, you know what? You, you 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 can't get it right. 
So why don't you keep doing it, you know, until it just ends? Oh, man, I've been there. You know, you repent over something so much. You're like, you know what? I don't think I need. I feel bad repenting. It's like going into a confessional booth or something. I've never been into one. But you know how you see it in like a movie and, you know, they go, Father, forgive me of my sins. That's what it almost feels like. And you keep going and you keep going. But it doesn't necessarily change the behavior or change the issue that's at hand. So it's it, that's what we want to talk about that word repentance because if we really rightly divide it and really understand what it's saying it can be really powerful yeah. for us so we're going to look at the old testament definition of repentance and so when you look at the old testament you know god was was there you know they leaned on god and you know they they had this perspective that god is sovereign And God is the only one that can get us through these things. And God is the only way. And so what happens when you're dealing with a sovereign God is that you never reach. You never make the mark. And so what God did, he gave them laws. And so because of the laws were there, it's just like when our parents gave us rules. You know, they say, like like we we dabbled in this last week when we did the the pray and believe. But when you know, when you when you begin to get laws and rules, just like our parents say, hey, don't eat that ice cream today. You know, and you you say, oh, wow, it's ice cream in there? You know, man, oh, yeah, I forgot it's ice cream in there. So they told you not to do it. So guess what? You're tempted to do it. And so what happens is you're going to eventually, because you're tempted, you're either going to fall into temptation or you're going to choose not to do it. And so what happens when it's something you really want to do? You fall into the temptation. So this is where repentance come in. And the Old Testament version of repentance was that to be godly sorrowful because there was no mediator to mediate what you did. It was no mediator to stand between you and God. So you became sorrowful in what you did and you became you started to condemn yourself. This is why you needed a mediator because condemnation happens. And if condemnation happens with no mediator, guess what? You're going to continue to condemn yourself. And that's it. That That's something. And then now looking into the New Testament, there's a whole different definition in the New Testament. So in the New Testament, the word in Greek is metaneo, and it says to think differently or afterwards, reconsider. I, I really like that word, reconsider. So to think differently, reconsider. It also says to change to change your mind. We're always studying with the Blue Letter Bible. So if you if you are aware of it, it's 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 an awesome tool. Yeah. Or if you have other tools that you use like that have a concordance in it, wonderful. But it just gives us all these definitions so we can really see what the word is saying. So in the New Testament, it's no longer about just being sorrowful and yet there's no mediator. But in the New Testament, it's saying now it's time to change your mind, change your mind and look at it differently. And so what that looks like to change your mind, you know, change your mind on change of thought. What does that look like? That looks like me just saying stop in the mid sentence and say, you know what, maybe I was wrong. Hmm. Maybe I should look at things differently. But how many of us do that when we're dealing with the word of God or we do we stick stuck like, okay, this is what it is and this is what it's going to be. But here it is because we got a mediator now through Jesus. Now repentance looks like, oh, a change of mind because we have someone in the middle saying, you know what, God, hey, here, look, I did this for them. I cut this off for them so they would know that your grace is sufficient. So they would know that every problem, everything that results in death, it stops right here because now they have an opportunity to say no to what they said yes to years ago. And so the change of mind happens when we say no. 
Amen. No to the thing, no to the thought, no to the action. And when we begin to do that, we begin to see change. And so because the change of mind, change comes all over through the body. You know, the heart and the mind is locked together. So with the, so a man think of so is he. That's one of the scriptures. And, you know, and so uh, the heart is desperately wicked. But guess what happens before the heart get, becomes desperately wicked? The thought is entertained in the mind. And guess what it, does, what it does? It trickles to the heart or either. And when it trickles to the heart, it becomes, it just becomes what is set out to become. What you thought it was, now it is. And so that's what we deal with. Amen. So here, let's just go back into the New Testament and we see the word repent. And I'm sure every one of us know this scripture. Uh, one of my husband's favorite people in the Bible uh, is John the Baptist. <laughs> yes. Yes. He just says, you know, can you imagine locusts uh, <laughs> eating locusts and, and, and wearing nothing? Not, not even that. Can you imagine a dude with, with, with twigs and berries in his hair? And, you know, and then he got on figs and then he got on a, a leaf jacket running around, you know, with no sandals on. Or he got a sandal on, one sandal, and maybe he got two sandals on with no straps he just out here talking about uh, prepare the way of the Lord. And he's just saying it with a fervency. You know what? I probably would laugh. But then after just listening to this guy, I'm like, wow, this guy is really convinced. <laughs> Either you're going to think he's crazy or you're going to be like, man, oh, I love the way this guy. I, but I believe you would start to stop. You would stop looking at him for what he has on and start to be compelled by what he's saying because he was powerful in what he said. So here, here it, it says in Matthew, let's start in Matthew. So Matthew 3, verse 1, it says, Now in those days John the Baptist came, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Then we go also into Mark. It says the same thing. It says, uh, The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. God. So Mark 1, by the way. Um, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send a messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Make ready the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of of sins. And, and you know what's funny? He just detailing right now that this baptism was on fire. Because <laughs> guess what fire does? It, re, it, re, it refines you. It, 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 re, it refines you to a sense that whatever you had in you, it has to leave because what fire burns, it burns. And it, 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 it doesn't leave things the same. And so guess what? That, re, that baptism of repentance is that baptism in the fire. <laughs> Amen. So, yeah. so, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's an awesome scripture to look at how he was already preparing a way for what was to come. But then we go on to Matthew. Now it says in Matthew uh, 4, verse 17, it says, from that time, Jesus began to preach. So this is when his ministry starting. He began to preach and say, repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Same words <laughs> that John the Baptist had been saying. Jesus is now saying, repent for the kingdom of God of, of heaven is at hand. So let me put it in lamest term for you. So Jesus is saying, uh, he's saying, change your mind because here's the kingdom right here. If you change your mind about it, you can receive it right here. Amen. And so I just, I just put the word in with the New Testament repentment. 
And so because it meant to change your mind, it means to just change your way of thinking and look at things differently. Once you change your mind, you begin to look at things differently. You begin to think clearly. I think a lot of times the reason why we don't see things clearly because our experiences weigh so heavy more than the word of God in our life that we, we have to see it to believe it. We have to experience it to know it. And so we tend to limit God in every aspect of what he's trying to do in our life. And that's to change us. That's to rearrange different things. Now, he's not trying to take certain things away because certain things he can use in you. But he's trying to change your thoughts because our thoughts is what leads us to death. Our thoughts is what, what condemns us. Our thoughts is what keeps us down. And so here's God saying, repent in the flesh, saying, repent through Jesus Christ. But he's really saying, change your mind. Come on. Change the way you think. Because guess what's going to happen when you do that? It changes the way you act. It changes the way you respond. It changes your life totally. Amen. Yes. Rather than that Old Testament way of saying, oh, I'm I'm sorrowful about the thing that I did. But now, not only are you are you saying I'm sorrowful, but it's saying I'm changing my mind about it. Because why? Now I have the word in Jesus Christ that I've received in me, his the kingdom of heaven is now in me. And now I have the ability to turn away from it. Not only because the mediator has come. So now I can turn from it. I have the power. I've been empowered to turn from it and change my mind to. And what was the word that I liked earlier? It, it says that to reconsider. Now I reconsider what I was doing. And what I really love is the fact that we always talk about the Holy Spirit. One of his jobs, it says that in, 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 in somewhere in John, it talks about um, how he comes to uh, convict us of sin, convict the world of sin. And he, he, he also reminds us of righteousness. So that's saying that he's saying, hey, don't forget you are in right standing with God now. The mediator came. Now when God looks at you, he, he's looking at you through a different lens that you are forgiven, that you're loved, uh, and, 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 and that there's nothing you can do to make God love you any less anymore. But God wants you to come up higher. Okay? So yeah. knowing yeah. righteousness allows us that I'm in right standing with God, so I have grace to to change the way that I think. Yeah. I have grace to 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 turn away from that very thing that I just did, and to t- turn and face Christ and say, "Lord, how do I work this out so that I can follow you, and that this sin or this thing that I was doing doesn't hold me back?" Because He wants you to grow. He wants you to uh, uh, understand and and to have knowledge and to be empowered to live in this life, so you can show the world what Christ looks like and so you know what i got something for you i just dialed up that scripture and i said hello 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 but you didn't answer yet so i got the answer right now can you answer your phone right hello? now What's all right the scripture? all right the scripture is john 16 and 8 and it said when and when he is come he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment so it's talking about the holy spirit coming to convict you not condemn you And so people think conviction means that God is coming to condemn. And no, he's not to condemn you. He's coming to show you something different. Oh, wait, wait. Did you think about this? This is what happens. You know, and that's what the Holy Spirit does. It doesn't convict you. That's when you that's when you got to start thinking, whoa, 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 whoa. It does convict you, but it doesn't make you feel bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It (laughs) it does convict you, but he's not coming to condemn you. And so if you start feeling condemnation, that's probably the enemy saying, hey, 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 hey. Because you know what? The Bible say that, that that serpent was subtle. 
you know, he was subtle. Yeah. And so here it is. Now you got this serpent coming to tell you, hey, you know, it won't hurt if you do this. You know, it's okay to be condemned. He's not saying condemned, though, but he's like, it's okay. It's okay. You got it wrong today. You'll get it right. You'll get it right. But you know what? It may take months. It may take months for you to get it right. So take your time. You know, and that's not God. God said, if you give it unto me, cast your care unto me for I care for you. So he wants you to give it right then and there. And so it, so it doesn't become an issue, a longstanding issue. And it's, you know, when you got this longstanding good record with Christ. So he don't want that. You know, the enemy wants you to have this longstanding conviction, you know, this longstanding condemnation that you sit with and that you say, well, I'll never get this right because I keep doing it. You know, and God's like, oh, just hand it over. Hand it over. It's like handing them keys to the truck, you know, that you always wanted. But here it is. You can't get it. But this is because you don't because you, you, you're thinking too much in a box, maybe. But here's God saying, hey, hand it over. Hand it over. I'll take it. And you just got to turn it over, you know. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. It convicts us of the things that we that we may not notice wrong and the things that we do notice wrong. And it, it, it does that so we can change our mind or change our viewpoint on things that happen daily in our life that we haven't considered. Amen. So there's that word again, consider. Consider and repent is reconsider. Yeah. Reconsider. And and a lot of times we see this cycle. So what I was going to ask you, Steve, is, is repentance a one-time thing? Is it, you know, we see John the Baptist saying, repent for the kingdom of, of heaven is, is at hand. Jesus is now saying the same thing. Is it just a one-time thing? I repent once, you know, and I, you know, for the remission of my sins and that's it. It's over. Or is this something that we have to continue doing? So I say this, that if, if who is the only one that was righteous? So it was Jesus Christ. So for us, Jesus Christ was perfect. He walked perfectly as a man on earth, and he is perfect. And so for us to consider that, to be born into sin and to be, tra- and to be um, transformed through the renewing of our mind, yes, we have to consider. We have to reconsider. We have to repent on certain things, you know, because certain things we, 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 we've been taught that might be wrong. Certain things we've been grown, we've been grown into and started to do that might be wrong. And so guess what? Yeah, we have to repent of that. We have to change our mind. And some things are habit. So we got to continue to try to renew our mind daily and change our mind daily. Now so you it, are my cookie jar. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> So what type of cookie was it? Was it so lemon? I was, it, was lemon? That, it was that Romans 12 cookie where, oh, you know, I yeah. just, my cookies were going to talk about the renewing of the mind and how connected they are with repentance. Yeah. And that's what you're saying. Yeah. And so when we renew our mind, we it, it's like, okay, now our mind is clean. It's clean for things to come in that God wants in. So that's what he wants. But if we continue to have the old stuff cluttering, he can't do like it's like putting that old wine skin, like the word say, putting that old wine, putting that new wine in old wine skin. And so that, that doesn't work, you know. And so you have to renew your mind, your mind clean. And here comes the Holy Spirit. Let's download. Let's input. And here we go. Now we're changing. Now we are rearranging stuff in our mind. And guess what? What it does, it starts to affect your heart. When your mind and your heart is lined up together, it starts to affect. Can you think about somebody that the heart and mind is not lined up? That's called confusion. And so when that doesn't happen that way, it can't bring forth change. Amen. And we don't want to be stuck. And that's one of the things that if we don't repent, 
and not just saying, I'm sorry, because we talked about that. You end up being in the same place, doing the same thing over and over until the enemy starts to condemn you. And then you're like, there's no even need for me to, to, to repent. Let me just continue doing what I'm doing. When I'm ready, God, I'm going to take care of it. <laughs> and you get stuck there, you know, or you get stuck in the same behavior because you think just because I said I repent, God, that it changed anything. It didn't. It, 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 it's an active way of reconsidering what you're doing. So the Holy Spirit is saying, no, there is a better way that you can do this. You can rise higher than this. Yeah. Okay, let's just give an example. There are some people who are just tell it tell it as is, right? I'm, yeah. I'm not going to take any nonsense from anybody. So if you do something to me, I'm going to tell you about yourself. And that's their nature. And that that's the old nature because we know that that godly nature is not all about telling people off. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> that, that, that godly nature is patient, it's kind, it submits it's itself to others. That's the love of God. Yeah. So, so it, it, let's say you're that type of person, that old nature is still in you and the Holy Spirit will start to convict you. Should, could we have done that a little better? And then you say, Oh Lord, I repent. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I repent. I repent of that. And then next time it happens again. Oh, I repent. I repent. But when you reconsider, you're still stuck when you do that. But when you reconsider, okay, Holy Spirit. So what are you, you're saying that there's a way better. Oh, Teach wait, wait, wait. me that. Let me uh -huh. let's stay there for a second. You know, when you keep saying I repent over and over again, you you know what builds up? Pride. Oh, yeah. It, it, pride starts to build up. And what does pride do? The Bible says it builds its own type of house. Oh, and it's so a when nasty pride, house. When pride builds its house, <laughs> that means you become hardened to saying I repent. And you're and, a resident of that house. Yeah, you live in it. You dwell in it. Man, you done kicked your shoes off. Yeah. And you, done, you done kicked up on the couch and said, ah, this is where I'm at. And I ain't moving. So you start to make excuses like this is just the way I am. This is my nature. You know, what's yeah. what God had. A, Jesus had holy anger. He, he flipped over tables now you start taking the word of god and making it into something because now you've created this like steve said this home that yeah. you kicked off your shoes and you're comfortable and and yet you find yourself not progressing in a certain place in life why let's just even make it more practical you're in a setting a work setting where you're always having to tell somebody off right and you end up getting fired sooner or later that's not the type of characteristic that people want to be around so or you don't make friends well or you friends don't stay in your life because you always have you're very opinionated you have always have something to say and you don't consider others but the holy spirit then comes and says hey how about we do it better and then you you that's the time when you have to reconsider not just say okay lord i'm sorry lord i'm not going to do it again but to say how is it that i can do this better and the Holy Spirit is right there waiting to show you how you can do it better. Okay, today we're going to exercise patience. So when that happens, you just keep your mouth quiet. Wait, 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 wait. But self, self don't want that. Self won't. Self <laughs> won't what he won't. Self won't. No, I want to do it my way. Can I do it like this? You and know? the Holy Spirit is like, no, we have such a thing, a fruit of the Spirit called self-control. Yeah. It's in Galatians 5. You go and you look at it. It says that you have self-control. It's in you. You, and God has given you the grace to be able to do it. Do you believe that right now you can exercise self-control and you can not say a word? And the more you do that, the more you continue to reconsider, you know what? Your na that nature, that old nature is going to be done with. And now you have a new nature that's more like, oh, I have it in me. I have self-control. I don't need to respond to that. I don't need to say anything. I don't need to tell anybody anything at any time, especially if I'm not being led by the Holy Spirit. No, don't do it. Because we we often forget that Jesus was, while he was here on this earth, the Holy Spirit 
was in him. Yeah. <laughs> so he was operating in the Holy Spirit. He he said, I don't do anything unless my father tells me to do it. I don't say anything unless my father says to do it. So what was he talking about? Being in the spirit. Yeah. So so we can never just go there and be like, oh, just because I was acting naturally, now I'm going to use the Bible to 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 put my uh own two cents. <laughs> yeah, my own two cents into it to make it okay. No. Because yeah. the Holy Spirit, if you really listen, he's telling you, reconsider, there's a better way. There's a better way. There's always a better way. You know, I, I was thinking of when you were talking about that, I was like, the only time where you can actually see Jesus doing something that was like different, but it wasn't different because he still made the choice when he was on the Mount of Transfiguration. He, you know, while the disciples were sleeping, he was up there, you know, he was like, take this cup from me. You know what I mean? I don't want this, Lord, you know. But then he immediately he went and said, well, you know what? Not my will, let your will be done. And so he still... He still chose the right thing. He still did the right thing. He let go hardness of his heart. He let go pride. He let go all those things. And he con- he, he considered, okay, you know what, change of mind. You know what, not my will, let your will be done. Because this has to happen. This has to go through. You know what, because I came here for the purpose, and I know what my mission was, you know, that these people will have a mediator, that they will be redeemed, and that they would know what it looks like to walk the right way in right standing with God Amen. and not have to have burnt offerings and not have to have a, a, a kill a cattle on the third week, on the third week of the month, stuff like that. They didn't have to do that anymore. Make sacrifices for sin because here it is. I'm the sacrifice for sin. I'm the one. So not my will, let your will be done. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You reconsidered. Yeah. <laughs> if that's what you even did. But yeah, I I, te- I definitely can see that. Yeah. And that's what we are supposed to do is to to look higher, not allow the, the enemy to condemn us because he's going to condemn us. if As long as we're acting naturally and then not in our spirit, guess what? That's like room for the enemy to be like, yeah, I'll work this. Let me work in this because this person is all in the natural because he's, yeah. not, he, he's not being led by the Holy Spirit. So he he wants you to be carnally thinking and car- in your carnal mind and doing carnal things because in that territory he operates he is the prince of that territory yeah. so he's gonna rule over you he's gonna tell you things he's gonna even use the word to validate some of the things that you're doing to say they're right 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 the so same- let's not play in that turf I would rather play in that in that Holy Spirit turf yeah yeah I don't, I don't, I don't mean I want to play in the turf man I just want to just you know marinate in the turf you know <laughs> I ain't trying to get comfortable and kick my shoes off in the turf but I'm trying to be there and be active you know you know you want to be an active participant with the Holy Spirit and you and how do you do that in repentance? It's by just changing your mind, giving yes. up and say, you know what? Just like Jesus said, not my will, let your will be done, Lord. What is your will for my life? What should I do in this situation that I've always done this with? Lord, you know what? My experiences say that this is not going to turn out good for me. You know what? So I hardened my heart to that. But no, here is the Holy Spirit saying, you know what? It is not always the same. Your experiences isn't the best teacher. It isn't going to lead you the same way. You know, always. So here, here it is. I want you to consider. Remove your experiences from this avenue that you have right now and allow me to teach you and walk you through it. And I just wanted to say this. And once you repent, the next time that issue arises, you should not even be having any issues anymore with that issue. Because why? You have changed. your. If you have truly changed your mind. You will know, oh, I know what this looks like. Nope. 
enemy, you're lying. I've already overcome that. Yeah. And this is how I did. And I'm going to continue going that way. It's like literally, I love looking at it this way. I love looking at repentance this way. And everybody has their own visual. But I like looking at it like I'm in this neutral place, right? And in this neutral place, I'm just circling around. I'm never really going in any direction. If anything, I'm going backwards, right? Because I got born again and things should be changing in my life. I shouldn't have be struggling in certain areas of my life, not seeing growth, not seeing uh, uh, things change in my life. It shouldn't look like that. But how I look at repentance is if I'm following Christ, I should be walking. So I have a visual of literally walking with Christ. Mm. And so if I've reconsidered and I'm walking next to Christ, I'm just going to be pushing off things that are not of, nope, nope, I don't, know, nope, I'm not going backwards. So when you have truly repented and you have turned, you there should be a difference. Even when yeah. we repent and say, you know what, Lord, I repent. I need a savior. When we repent that very first time that we get born again, we have repentance, right, in our hearts. And I need a savior. I need to be forgiven of my sins. Your life should change. <laughs> you should no longer, there should be a difference yeah. because now you are following, you're turning direction, you're reconsidering that you need a savior, that you you have a savior, that your life has changed. And so you should start seeing the change. Yeah, and, and that and that's it. So when we when we repent, it should look like Everything in our life has just been made differently. And we should walk down a different street. You know, it ain't that same street where, you know, if, you, if you're from a certain neighborhood, it's gunshots or it's, it's, it's abandoned houses over here. It shouldn't look like that. It, sh- it should look like a clear path that only leads straight and there's nothing on the sides of you that you can turn and look at. You know, it's always that clear vision that you have and a clear scope. And so I repent. So have I repented from my ways? then I have changed my ways and my thoughts. Amen. So then you won't be stuck and you'll see growth in your life. So we just pray that as we share this word today, that this word, you can go and meditate on it and just ask God, what areas of my life am I not, have I not truly repented and reconsidered and changed my ways? And once you figure those things out, as the Holy Spirit leads you, something different is going to happen in your life. You will see growth. You will see maturity as we're always advocating maturity in 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 the faith so that you can be stronger and stronger and stronger as a believer so this has been the g220 effect and we're ghosts